What is up, guys? Welcome to the Reborn Podcast. I am sitting here with my super awesome, amazing, very handsome co-host, Cadman. No, bo- uh, Blue. Bones. <laughs> Bones. Uh, I wish Bones could do a podcast with me. What do you think Bones would sound like if he could talk? Bo- um, Bones, he'd be like... I think he has like a really deep voice. There's times that I try to play with him or like talk to him. You know how some people will come and talk to their dog like, you're such a cute boy. You're so cute. And there's times that I try to like, like I'll like talk to him like that a little bit. I swear he looks at me like I'm so stupid. (laughs) He's like, why are you talking to me like I'm a, like I'm a baby? Yeah. Um, No, I think so. The movie Up. You know how the dogs have the collars that can talk? Yeah, yeah. So the alpha dog has like the super high-pitched squeaky voice because his um, collar's messed up. I think Bones has like the high-pitched squeaky voice. Yeah. That's funny. I'm a little offended by that. (laughs) If you haven't seen Up, go see Up. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about. The the dogs. Yeah. Dude, that would be so cool if... uh, Can you imagine if dogs could talk to you? Oh, there'd be like no reason to have like human friends. You yeah, just, everybody would have a dog. Dogs companion. would become the ultimate companion. Mm-hmm. There's times that I have just sat and I'll just watch Cadman, and I I'm just like I wish I just I I'm really into the psychology of the dogs right now. Yeah. Um, and really understanding like their behavior and like why they do. Just I don't know. I have I don't maybe I'm the only one. I don't know if anybody else on here listening has ever. You just ever like sit and like watch your dog. Like if you just watch them and you're just like, you, I mean, you know, a, a lot of like, and this is why communication with your dog is, is to have like super clear communication. Um, is so very important. And this is one of the reasons why people ask me, why do I speak to my dogs in different languages? And it's because there's no, there's absolutely like, there's no gray. It's very clear communication you know, I'm not like yelling at the kids to be like, no, no, you need to sit down right now. You know, and the dog's and like, the hearing, dog's the word like no and the dog's and like hearing the word no and like, like sit and they don't know. They don't know. They're, they're like super confused, confused because they understand like English language. So and on top of that, uh, Cadman, who I call him Bones, it's like it's kind of confusing, but Cadman's nickname is Bones. So he goes he responds to either. Um, but. Bones and Raven also have different commands. So yeah. <clears throat> Raven's... Which has been huge. That's been like key yeah. to like having two different dogs around yep. all the time. Yeah, so there's there's not any confusion. So in the beginning, it was really difficult. But now it's almost like we know that we're talking. It's just it. we just know. Like we're talking to one dog. It's one language. We're talking to another dog. It's a different language. Talking to our kids, it's a different language, <laughs> you know. So I, people are probably always looking at us like, "What the heck is going on?" But um, oh, we, we we are a crew when it comes to like walking through the airport. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. I don't even really notice it anymore, but um, I'm sure the first time we flew with both of them together because we have three kids and then two dogs, and then us. Yeah, I mean, it's and then it's, I have we're like, like a this little... snake tattoo on my neck, yeah. and like the kids are crazy running around. We don't and the dogs are just stoic. Yeah, we're not even keeping tabs. Actually, you kids. guys don't know this, but the the dogs' job is to babysit the kids. Yep, that's what they are it's officially one of their trained. Services. Yeah, <laughs> to do is to keep track of the boys. No, um, we're kidding. They actually kind of do, but. Um, we just took, uh, we were just to catch everybody up 
and then we're going to get into the the nuts and bolts of the, today's topic. But we were in Ohio. Why? Nuts and bolts? Yeah, like the details of <laughs> the, the meat conversation. And potatoes. Meat I've, never, potatoes. I've never heard it called nuts and bolts. The nuts and bolts, like the nuts and bolts holds everything together. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know. Meat and potatoes. That sounds like a Idaho th- or a Ohio thing. Yeah, Anyways, uh, we so we were just up in Ohio. Um, we got back about a week, a week ago, week and a half ago. And um it was an awesome trip. We actually flew up there for two reasons. Um, the first reason being that Blue got inducted to the Hall of Fame up there yeah. in Ohio, yeah, which was amazing. A- and I like watching you stand on the podium and, well, you weren't standing on the podium, stand at the podium <laughs> and just give a speech and speak from your heart. I have never, I've never just been so proud of you and like what your coaches said about you. And I was like, this, this is the man that I married right here. And you know, it it was a really great honor. I'm sure it was probably pretty nostalgic to be, to be back and all those feelings. Yeah, it was. And, um, what was, what was super cool about it was actually cause I got inducted for football and basketball and my, my best friend growing up, um, Jason, who was my quarterback. Cause I was the receiver. We both got inducted in at the same time. So that was like, that was very special, um, that both of us got that award yeah. and got inducted in. So, you know, what was so cool about hearing your coaches talk about you because we go back to Ohio uh, I wish we would go back more than we do, but, um, yeah. uh, you know, it, it's cool to see you coming back and hearing what the coaches said about you. And they probably haven't seen you since you left Ohio. A lot yeah, of them. shoot. It's been like Long 10 or 11. Yeah. I don't even know. And how, how they were describing you were the characteristics and the traits that you still carry with you today. And then I know that have continued to get you through a lot of the hard things that you've had to go through in your career and to be the person that you are today and to manage me and (laughs) trip and cash. You know, I was the single mother with trip and cash. Uh, Cash was two, Four. four cash was four. Four and six. Trip was six, which is so crazy. Yeah. And Another 14 um, and 12. And yes. Yeah. And when you, you met them, you were so young. Yeah. We were, we were both, we were both young. You were quite a bit younger than I was, but to be able to take on that role as a father figure to them and me basically laying it all out on the table to be like, this is me, but it's like me and the kids and. I always remember like something that I'll, I'll never forget and, and really what sold the deal, sealed the deal, guys, listen to this, uh, is that you were more into the kids than you were me. And I found like I was like jealous about that. I was like, why is he like, and then I was like, Ashley, you're stupid. Like, this is what you want. You want a guy who's like all in, like all in with the kids. He didn't care that, you know, yeah, guys, it, it was, it, it he worked, never viewed it as like baggage well. or anything. Like they were... You taught a, Cash a, how to a, ride a bike. It was a great tactic. It panned out pretty well for myself. Okay. Also, <laughs> he kidding. also brought a puppy over at I the same time. 
<laughs> I, I pulled out every trick in the book. <laughs> yes. And I put him in the friend zone for a while. Anyways, we're not going to start talking about our relationship. But it was really cool, though, to see yeah. over the last... You've been gone for 10 years now or so it was out of a, It's been a long time. And then coming back and then the coaches saying everything that they said about you, it was it was awesome. And yeah. I was so proud to be there. Otto ran up to the podium, too, and wanted to stand there and, like, hold your hand. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was know, like, was oh, like, my gosh. I'm sure you guys, Otto. like, if you're ever out in public, you know, and, and you, your child's doing something and you can't yell at them like you would if you were in your own house or the car. Because there's times, like, I'll just let it rip. Like, at the house, if I'm, like, mad at them or something, there's, like, not, like I'm, like, like, I don't hold anything back. But when I'm in public, especially since I'm kind of, like, you know, there, we go places, people know who I am. I'm, like, I cannot swing at my kids right now, <laughs> even though I want to just body slam them and put yeah. them in timeout. Um, so they were pretty good. They were great. They were good, and, yeah. Um, and it was really cool for Cash, especially, to see you up there yeah. getting your awards because Cash is all into football all right into now. Football. So hopefully gave him a little bit of motivation. I think it did. For him to continue to yeah. go that route. But yeah. it was just super cool to have every have all the coaches and everybody talk. And, you know, it they set the foundation for who I kind of became them and my mom mm -hmm. my mom truly was the foundation keeper for me um and our church but but the coaches every coach I'd had growing up was kind of like my father figure yeah because your dad wasn't around yeah because yeah but so and then having like get receive that award and I got to kind of let them all know how much they meant to me was mm -hmm. was super special for me. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they, they're the ones who set the foundation for mm -hmm. me to become the person I am. Mm -hmm. It is. It's really, really important. I remember all of my coaches and I think that whenever you're possibly in that position, you don't realize the impact that you're having on the kids. And yeah. it is yeah. like, it is so important. Same thing with teachers too. teachers yeah. and coaches. Like you have such a role in the foundations and the the core values and the characteristics that you Absolutely. are building and instilling into uh, into young young adults. Yeah, I so. mean the kids are looking up to adults all the time. Anytime you're around kids, you are the example. Kids are looking at you and seeing and watching your every move, and you need to act with good morals, good principles, and mm -hmm. do things that sets the right example yeah. for kids growing up. Teachers, coaches, yeah, everybody. Well, I, I think like anything, it's easy It's easy just to kind of start going through the motions, but, um, you know, being a teacher, being a coach, but the kids really, really rely on you, and I'm very particular about who's coaching my kids and uh, who's teaching my kids and um, just, you know, that's why I only Being coach on. the kids now. That's why you're coaching the kids now? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Blue, Blue's coached uh, Otto's flag football, and now he's doing basketball, so that's pretty cool. Coaching but, five to eight-year-olds is a testament it's to exhausting. your patience. Yeah. I, I step in when Blue's gone. He's like, yo, I got I to gotta ship out real quick. And I'm like, ah, I got to coach practice. <laughs> I actually love it. I did better at football, I think. I think because it was outside it's and outside. there was in the gymnasium for basketball, it's just so loud. And I'm like, yeah, I don't even hard. think they're listening to me. But um, the other reason why we went up to Ohio is because we um, 
Blue's grandma got diagnosed with uh, pancreatic cancer. Yeah. And she only has, um, I think they gave her like around six months to live, but it's just, it's just really sad and such a bummer, but she's, um, she lost her husband a couple years ago and I think she's just ready. And, yeah, um, Don had, um, his grandpa. Yeah. He had Alzheimer's too, yeah. which was, which was really difficult on grandma. Right. Um, so the last, you know, I think it was four, four, three to four years. I mean, it was like he wasn't even there. Yeah. And it's it's super sad, but I mean, Grandma still loved him every single day, took care of him every single day. Then he passed, and yeah. And he, again, talk, um, t- talking about like being examples, and you know, to the younger oh generations, gosh. yeah, like yeah. like looking at your grandma and um, you know your grandpa. They were just they were really it was just such a strong 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 couple and. Uh, definitely relationship goals. Yeah. So 100 we're, we're getting there though. Yeah. And um, yeah, just wishing her the best. And you know, she's, she's got six months to a year left. And so we're going to try to get up to Ohio more. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to make a couple more trips up. Yeah. Just this year, trying yeah. to spend more time with her. And you know, she's, she's ready. She's ready to be back again with Dawn. You yeah. Know? Sad. It's very it's, bittersweet. It's very bitter. It's so like, because whenever Joking. whenever she found out that she was sick and, you know, of course, you know, her kids and grandkids were just like, oh, my gosh, you know, like, like we're torn apart. And then she's it. like, she's like, I'm ready. I'm ready to go see my husband. Yeah. And it's just like, oh, you talk yeah. about like just, oh, yeah. heart wrenching. You're like, it's oh, a knife my in the gosh. Heart. Like, no, yeah. we don't want you to go, grandma. Yeah, but it's, but it's like, like, oh, my gosh, it's so bittersweet. And she's like the nicest, sweetest lady. But. Um, don't want to make this a sad podcast. Um, so whenever we were up in, we flew to Ohio, nobody told us that there was snow on the ground. I, this was one week before I was getting ready to do my 24 hour 5k repeats. And the training that I had was not what I thought it was going to be. And at this point, every time we go up to Ohio, we're always like, we're going to train, we're going to run, we're going to... But it's also because like we don't get up there that often and we really want to spend time with your family. And so if that's just in the kitchen, talking to your mother, talking to your grandma, seeing your brothers and sisters and like, you know, it's like, it's like we have like these good intentions, but once we get up there, our priorities change. And maybe training is not necessarily a priority anymore, but spending time with family is. And yep. um, whenever we went up to Ohio, I was one week out from doing the 24-hour 5K repeats. And yep. at this point, I think it was when we were on our way up to Ohio, we started looking at the weather a week out. And this is when Blue always does all of the logistics for me. He did the logistics whenever I ran around Haiti. He did the logistics whenever I did my 40-hour run. He did the logistics for the 25-hour row. Basically, all of them. He's the one that's like, this is what you're going to do. This is when you're going to eat. This is what you're going to eat. This is what everybody else is going to do. So he really takes control of that situation. And on our way up to Ohio, he was like, look, babe. He was like, the weather, like when you're supposed to be doing this run, (laughs) is not looking like it's going to be in your favor. Um, He was, And then I remember he looked at me and he was like, how do you feel about doing these inside on a treadmill? And I was like, yuck, first of yuck. all, I hate, hate the treadmill. If you put me on a treadmill, I want to do like like a hit interval of sprints, walks, sprints, walks, maybe like some like side shuffles, 
Um, but you talk about the just like so, so monotonous of yeah. running. Yeah. Looking at nothing. I I was just like, you know, I was like, well, I'll try it. So we did go to the gym one time when we were there and he put me on a treadmill and it was like the longest 5K that I had <laughs> ever ran. The longest 20 minutes of your life. It that. was it was it was brutal. Um I I asked Blue um you know, what does he what does he do in situations when he finds, and I don't know if I've talked about this before, but like, you know, I asked him like, what do you do in situations when you're just miserable and you're just suffering and like you hate it? So we talk about this whenever you get into an ice bath, right? Um, and his response and his answer to that question has really s- stuck with me. And it, 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 I held on to that during my 5k repeat. And that was that you make that place your home that you accept it. You accept that you're going to be there and as uncomfortable as you are, you mentally make yourself comfortable. You let go of like anything that you're complaining about in your head, anything that uh, you're just like the excuses that come come up and you just come to terms with with being there in that moment and how you feel. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. No, it's, yeah. Anytime you're in like a situation where you're, you're suffering or you're, I mean, this is, this is, we're talking about like physical, like uncomfortable things. Like if you're, you're mentally like hurting if you, yourself, yeah, or if, if you're mentally hurt. suffering or like, if you're like, <laughs> if something else, go get help. Just, go get help. <laughs> you're like but, bleeding out. You're yeah. like, oh, they told me to just make this my home. Yeah. <laughs> put, <sighs> put a tourniquet on it. Yeah. You know, yeah no, go get yeah, we're just talking about like this is like very specific to like what yeah, what I was doing, like very specific to what Blue has been through. Yeah, physically, like you're just uncomfortable beyond mm-hmm. like measures, and that's like at that point you just have to you have to come to like you said, come to terms with it, make it your home. You become comfortable in that situation where you are uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Today's episode is brought to you by Paleo Valley. They make incredible beef sticks that are 100% grass-fed and grass-finished. Many on the market, they claim to be grass-fed, but they're actually finished on grains. Paleo Valley uses uh, the beef sourced only from small domestic farms in the U.S. They pride themselves on the premium ingredients, including the real organic spices, to their beef stick. They don't use the conventional spices sprayed with pesticides or the natural flavors often made from the GMO corn. They're keto-friendly. That's a plus if you're into keto, low-carb. They taste amazing, and it's a great protein snack for on-the-go for you, your kids, your family, your friends. If you head on over to paleovalley.com, and enter in the code ASHLEY15, all caps, A-S-H-L-E-Y 15 at checkout, and you can get 15% off of your order. Let's back up for a little bit. Okay. Well, I don't want to get into that yet. Say, okay. okay, so this is, this is how awesome of a human I have here sitting next to me is he was like, okay, like you're going to get on a treadmill. And I'm like, you know, sometimes I act like 
probably like a 14 year old girl where I'm like, no, I don't want to. Are you going to make me? No. And you know, we're <laughs> just like this arguing with him. And he's like, you're gonna, you're gonna run inside. Like we have to run inside. He's like, the temperatures are dropping. The rain is going to be coming down. I was like, I cannot like, you know, we, he, we have to, whenever I do these things, a, a lot that comes into consideration is how the team, whoever I have, whether it's one person, two people, three people, how are they going to be able to monitor me and to monitor my health? Because whenever I do these things, I basically turn into a freaking robot and I'm not exactly nice the whole time. No, I'm not that nice. Um, no. I go through like waves of like, you know, um, and so he found a treadmill that was down in North Carolina, right? We're in Virginia Beach. He, we got back from the craziness of traveling. We got back the night before late, way after dinner, um, uh, after delayed flights. He got in his truck the following day, drove down to North Carolina to pick me up a Woodway treadmill to drive it all the way back. That was a 10 hour plus drive for him. That was 12. Yeah. Yeah. Count all that. It was 12 hours. Yeah. It was a full day after being stuck on an airplane the day before. It was less than And then ideal. on top of that, I wasn't happy with the fact that you were going to make me run inside on a treadmill. And so you're like, I'm going to leave today. And I was like, fine, leave, go. Bye. Oh, yeah. You were not. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't like, you know, you were and, just mad and I, I think a lot of it too, as I, if I'm being like completely honest here on the podcast, which I, I feel like I can be, it's easier to talk about this stuff on the podcast than it is on social media. I was 100% stressed out because I had only ran on a treadmill one time in like, that was the first time I had ran on a treadmill in like two years or something. Yeah. All of your running you've ever done before. I, it's always been outside. And yeah. so I'm literally like, I'm like, I'm going to, there's no way I can do this. Like I'm going to, like, I'm going to fail. Yeah, and usually, I have all these eyes on me. I was like, I'm not gonna, I don't know what I'm going to do. I was like, and I was like, you know what? I'll just, I'll, just, I'll, I'll, I'll walk him. I'll walk him. I'll just, you know, you know, I just was, I was mad. I was mad. And again, it was something completely out of my control. And I had the wrong mindset about that. And I, I think it was the night before the day before my run, my mom came in. Um, we got everything set up at the gym, but I, I had to make my mind shift to where I was like, okay, this is happening and it's happening in less than 24 hours. And I have to accept the fact that I'm going to be running on a treadmill for 24 hours. And I had to set a goal for myself, like something that I could look forward to um, or to challenge myself every time I stepped on the treadmill. And so he drove down, got the treadmill, we got it all set up. Which also, and also I want to cover on like logistically, you never want to be like four or five days out from event and have to pivot your entire event to something else. Like in my mind, I had routes planned for Ashley on how to run her 5k I had um, just like ideas of where we were going to set up checkpoints. We had a couple different codes where we were going to travel, do a traveling mm -hmm. 5K mm -hmm. run mm -hmm. so she didn't stay in one spot and just do loops all day. Um, we even thought, I even was trying to think about how ultra runners were doing their setups and how they always had like a partner run with them. Mm -hmm. But then, so that partner eventually has to be swapped out so mm -hmm. they're fresh. Um, but all of that gets basically 
canceled Mm -hmm. four days out from this event and we switched to a treadmill. Logistically, it was much easier to control everything, but mentally for the athlete athlete actually doing the event, I mean, it, it had to have been extremely stressful. Well, yeah. And, and, and on top of that, and I don't like to make this a big deal because I feel like the whole world makes it a big deal right now. Um, it was like two days before my run, I had tested positive for flush. I don't even want to say it. It's stupid. Yeah. Anyways. She, yeah. You tested positive. Not not like very, 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 very mild symptoms, which is, you know, we just obviously taking precautions because we had a camp. Right. Later so, that day. Yeah. So we just canceled the camp and I was like, look, I was like, I, as long as I feel good, I really want to do this run. I want to try to do it as for as long as I, as long as I can. If I start having any sort of problems or anything, I was like, well, obviously everything's in blues hands where he can pull me at any time. Yeah. He could tell me, you know, we, <clears> so, we, we monitored, I had, I was monitoring her the entire time. And like she said, she said, we kind of make that agreement like at the beginning if if this becomes too dangerous i get to make he the call. has the final call yeah so so in whenever i started um i woke up that morning normal morning i'm very much a routine person normal morning you know my mom was there gg had the kids uh got the kids up told them goodbye and then we got to the gym probably like two hours ahead of time just yep. so, dude, that's like the worst too. Like knowing that, that this is probably the worst part. Do you guys want to know like the worst part of this entire thing is 30 minutes before the run, 10 minutes before the run. And you're like, look, you're like, this is how I feel right now. I'm going to, I'm going to get on that treadmill and then I'm going to be on that treadmill for 24 hours. Just like the mind, like how, like that seems so bad. Yeah. And, um, so anyways, I, I had a goal. I wanted to see how well I could run each and every single one of them. And blue and I did get into it in the beginning because he kept telling me to slow down, slow down. He's like, you're going too fast. You got to slow down. And, you know, I, at that time I felt really good. And what I was afraid of is that the moment that I would have slowed down, I wouldn't, I would have kept that slower pace the entire time. So I did, I did slow it down a little bit. Um, cause there was, we were checking my heart rate at one time and my heart rate was Dude, you're really first, high. like, you're like number four through eight or it was like three through eight. Your heart rate of, I got like up to, according to your Garmin watch. And then we threw on the chest strap after that and it changed quite a bit. But your, your wrist was saying, your wristwatch was saying that you were hitting 180 beats a minute for... Anywhere between six and twelve minutes of your five k run. Yeah, that's which, what he. So he. So yeah, this is like whenever I'm doing okay. any of these, he's checking my stats and stuff the entire time and monitoring that. And um, so, but actually, what's also very interesting is the moment he told, like, we recognize that, and he told me he's like, "You got to get your heart rate down, or you're like, you you have to slow down." And I was like, "Why? Well, I think I can. I can control that. I can control my heart rate." And he's like, okay, you can control your heart rate. I'm like, yeah, I can control my heart rate. Like, I just, I didn't know. I was like, if you, now that I know, and if you tell me, I can keep my heart rate down. And yeah. I did. I don't think it had anything with you putting the heart rate, rate mo- Well, yeah, on the me. moment we put the heart rate I just think I, I made, I made it a point to like really focus on like just my breathing. And 
which, to not get all like worked up when I'm on the treadmill. Yeah, which this is like a very tricky like situation for me because obviously when there's something negative like this that's happening, like you have to weigh the risk. Do I let Ashley know that what she's doing could potentially like absolutely crush her at at 5K number 12 through 24 or do I just let her ride it out? Mm-hmm. And um, that's like a hard call to make. And honestly, with your heart rate hitting was in zone five for that long a time, like I had to, I had to let you know. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the next one, I don't think we hit zone five again for the rest of the time. Mm-mm. You were... You, you were able to mentally be like, okay, I need to slow down my heart rate. Mm-hmm. And I think you just focused on your breathing I focused more. on my breathing. I just relaxed. I relaxed yeah. my body. And I just like, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't. I mean, we were only peeking out at like 160 after that. Like mm-hmm. you, you did a, a great yeah. job lowering Thank you. it. Thank you. Yeah, it was. And that's not, yet again, it's not hard because it was, you always want, you always want to revert to positive things whenever we're doing this. I mean, this is for 24 hours and we're at, you know, we're only five to eight hours into it. And I'm telling you that you need to slow down your heart rate or else you're not going to make it. Yeah. Like, that's a hard thing to have to say. So also, too, um, I, I want to talk about, like, how crazy it is. So for this one, logistically, also, too, because um, since I since I had a positive reading, it was just Blue and I. And, um, like, he is so – so he was also running my social media the entire time oh and doing you talk about <laughs> how busy he was yeah so busy and yeah. um he uh the like the moment i got off so my my 5k's i like max time i think was like 29 minutes my fastest time was 26 minutes so he has like like around 20 minutes like take away like the, the recording for like content. And I was doing my dedications and everything, um, for the victims of domestic violence. He doesn't have that long. And, and as soon as I get off, he's like, you talk about somebody who was busy. I felt like I had the easy job. <laughs> I really, truly, I had the easy job. All I had to do was get it in my mind that I was going to run this 5k and like the time that I wanted to get and get on like blue had to, okay, what does she want to eat? Okay, now she's freaking pissed at me for something that I don't even know what I did. And <laughs> she looks like she's going to, you know, wants to run somebody over on that treadmill, you know, and then g- getting like the, the I did nor- the Norma Tech boots every time I got off. Yeah. It was like a routine. So do you yeah, want to talk we, about that a little bit about the routine? Yeah, so we established a routine right off the bat. And yeah, that's probably something- number three. It got super fluid Fluid. like yeah the first like the first two like happened really fast which if we had to do it again like we've just done so many of these like we kind of just pick it up on the fly but like if you wanted to get really nuts like ass with it you could like test run it like the like a couple days a week a week before like this is how we're going to do everything have everything set up we just didn't have time for that because we were traveling Mm. um but yeah she hopped on the treadmill um Obviously, videoing, as you guys saw on our stories, videoed her um, dedication to the 5K. And then she would start that 5K right there. And that gave me about 20 minutes to get all the posts and everything up and running, which at first, getting the posts up were were fine. But then at our, like, 
like 16 through 24, I'm like nodding off while I'm trying to put up these <laughs> social media posts. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. this is ridiculous. Uh-huh. It's taking me so long just to get up three little slides on right. a story. Plus, you guys have to appreciate the fact that like Blue doesn't do social media. So for me, and you know, I'm like pretty savvy with social media. So, you know, click, click, yeah, swipe, like to, all this. I'm trying and, to plug in links. And then and, he's like, how do you even link a story? And, yeah. Um, so but, I, had a, I had a learning curve there. Um, but then, so, so she, she did her 5k. The moment we got done with the 5k, it was, Hey, do you gotta go to the bathroom? We need to change clothes. Yep. You're sitting in normal tech boots. Yeah. That was pretty much like the order in which it happened. I think in the beginning you were changing almost every single 5k you were changing clothes because we were worried about just chafing and yeah, you being wet. That was something that I was not expecting um, how sweaty I was getting on these, on the runs. Yeah. Um, which we kept you hydrated pretty well the yeah. entire time. Yeah. So I'd run, I'd get off, I'd go to the bathroom. I'd get in the, Norma- change my clothes if I needed to. Yep. And then you get in the Norma Tech boots. We would sit in there and we would sit all the way up until, um, 10 Tech. minutes before mm-hmm. top of the hour. So you would usually sit there for And then that's minutes. whenever he would feed me or I, I would eat. Yeah. And when she's in the boots, she can't move. Like yeah. she's sitting down. She's just fat, dumb, and happy in the boots, and yeah. I'm giving her food, I'm giving her anything, like, just trying to make her life as comfortable as possible, yeah. um, and then 10 minutes prior to, prior to, we take the boots off, get her up, if she's got to stretch a little bit, get her stretched, put her shoes back on. And I start walking and on then, the Yeah, and in five on. minutes till we start walking, and then I start videoing again for the next one. Yeah, for the dedication. Um, which, it, it was busy. It was, it was really, really fast. Busy. I would say if it went I, by super fast. It did. It, it like it, super super fast. It did go by really fast. Um, the I last s- the last five k that I ran was the slowest one in my opinion. Oh yeah, but it yeah. ended it up always being like is, my though, fastest right? time. It was your fastest time, but it's but like I felt like it. Because well, remember, I, this was the only one too, guys. That I start. I forgot to start my oh, watch. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wanted to cry you, like so bad, and I was like, well. What, you know, a part of me was like, well, I already know that I did like a half a mile, so I'll just do like two and a half miles. Then I was like, no, nope. I was like, I want to see it on that watch. I want to yeah. see that it says that Which, I did the. Three. I don't know if you guys saw that or not, but after every single one that we completed, we ch- we videoed every single one that she started, and we videoed every single one that she completed. Because in the past, there have been people who have tried to say that Ashley hasn't completed forty hours of running. There's yeah. t- people trying to Dude, say that she hasn't done twenty five hours of rowing. Yeah. So that's why we do that now. And if you go on her Instagram, you can see the start and the stop yeah. of every single one on the Garmin watch. And we did it on the Garmin watch, not the treadmill. The reason right. why we didn't do it on the treadmill right, because, because people was be like, so, oh, she's gonna push start and then yeah, just, and then let, just the let the treadmill run. go. It's like, no, she, you, we put it on it the Garmin tra- watch. Yeah, it actually tracks is, my running. Which is absolutely sad that we have know, to do this. Because right. all of this was for, it was for the, the shelter out here. It was for yeah. the the foundation that we have, the Unbroken Foundation for um, Women and Children in Need. But um, this this specific event was for the Her Shelter, a shelter out here that helps all victims of domestic violence um, basically get back on their feet and have a fresh start. Yeah, and which so, it was it was super unfortunate that the camp had to be canceled because yeah. we were going to have them come out, and mm-hmm. it was just un- unfortunate. I still don't know how much money we've raised. We got yeah, it, we I guess, because we still have, I think we still have T-shirt sales up. Or maybe did they just no, come down? They, they just, ended. No, 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 they're up till Sunday. They're, su- they're still up. Okay, yeah. all right. Well, well, cool. So the by the time you guys hear this, they'll be down, but um, we have not gotten a, like a total 
amount of like how much that we raised. And um, on top of that, like we also encourage people to just go to the her shelter and make a, a donation with the link that we put up. So yeah, we probably won't, we probably won't have like a complete total. Um, amount that like we were able to raise. But if anything, one of the biggest questions I, I always get after I do one of these fundraising events, like, like athletically is like, I want to do a fundraiser like this. How do I do it? You guys literally just have to do it. It like you, if, 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 if it doesn't matter if, you know, you want to save the dolphins, you want to do clean water over in Uganda, you know, it, it, it doesn't matter if there's something that's passionate, that's on your heart. Um, just do it. Contact the organization, the nonprofit, whoever, whoever is in charge, tell them that you want to do, you know, a 5k run, a 24 hour walk around the track. It doesn't matter. There's no secret sauce or anything to how I do these. I basically just do them. Yeah. I decide that I want to do it. And then I just contact, you know, the, there's three organizations that I support. Yeah. I support women and children in need, battered women and children in need. So domestic violence shelters, anything that has to do with women and children, the unbroken foundation, the unbroken foundation. Um, I support working canines. Spikes. Um, yep, spikes canine. Anything to do with like working canines, police, the Leo, um, and that falls under spikes canine. And then the orphanage out in Haiti, Mason Fortunate Orphanage, um, which these are like basically like the three um, different types of like these are the, I've always supported. Yeah. These like types: which- orphanage in Haiti, MFO. Spikes Canine and then the Unbroken Foundation or any of like the domestic violence shelters out here or, you know, they can be anywhere. But yeah, um, which like uh, like you said, you just got to do it. And not only that, but once you do it, if you really want it to become something big. You have to just annually do it. That's how you so, that's how you start getting it's funny that you say that. Oh, boy, because. Well, this is going to be the third annual row for Spikes Canine. That's, so that's what I mean. Yeah. So like, mm-hmm. it's starting to it's starting to grow, Dude, which huge. is which yes. is great. Yes. It's so good for Spikes Canine because mm-hmm. we get more. That means we get more money for dog vests. Mm-hmm. That means we get to protect more dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, it's it's awesome. Yeah. So the auction for for the twenty five hour row that I'm doing in March, it's going to be at um, at American Brew. I believe it's the twelfth of February that it's going to kick off, and it goes to the thir- the thirteenth. Which it's weird because it's daylight savings time. Oh, yeah. That's so a weird one. it's going to really mess me up Like to be like, okay, because I think I have to row an extra hour, but it'll still be 25 hours. Yeah, so it, what'll be so weird we'll is if we forward. start. Well, if we, so we'll gain an hour. Yeah, so if we start at 8, you're technically be done at 10. Oh, that's horrible. Yeah. So it makes it feel like it's actually 26 hours yeah. and not 25. I say we I say we start at night this time. Start at night. Babe, we can't change it up, honey. It's already no. Or like at Because like we're having an after party. No. I'm sorry, Mr. Logistics. I'm you just should to, know all of this. We're not changing it. It's already I out know. there. We can't do that. I still we wanted can't. to do it at the other space. Okay, well we're not doing that either. <laughs> I'm Mr. Logistics, but I'm also second in command. <laughs> I'm glad he knows his place. Um, so that that's coming up the 25 hour row. Uh, if you guys want to get involved in that, just check out like Spike's Canine Fund, or you're gonna really start to see me pumping it out on like my social media channels. Um, the uh, the recovery part of my run, I came home and I slept for four hours. I always think like when I'm done with these things, like 
I'm always like, oh, I can't wait to like have a beer or something. But like, I don't like nothing tastes good. I don't really want to drink anything. I just want to like, I don't know. Sleep. I just, I, yeah, I just, I came home. I hung out with the kids for a little bit. It was really weird because it was morning time when I came home, but it, I was, I felt like it was like the afternoon. Yeah. Um, and then we slept for a couple hours and then we got up and we, we just, I sat in the Norma Tech boots for probably like two hours off and on. Watched a couple movies. Watched and movies. Life was normal the next day. Yeah. Oh, well, we thought. And then a couple days later, you like crashed again. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I had like a really bad day on Monday. So it's weird too. And whenever I do these long, crazy events, like I actually don't sleep very good the first couple nights. And it has to do with just. Uh, it's like my body and like my hormones are all out of whack. I always have like these weird night sweats. It's very bizarre. I, I didn't very, know what it very, was in the beginning, but which is very normal. Yeah. So like I know now every time I finish one of these things, I don't sleep good for the first couple days. Um, my body just like I mentally just feel out of it, like not really with it. And um, yeah, just not smart. <laughs> I don't make any business decisions for the first like. I don't know, four days following an event like this. And, um, and you know, the recovering again, like it's nothing, nothing unique, nothing that nobody else can do. Um, I, I really just did the Normatec boots and I, I went and got a massage. That like was a huge. Very, actually. very painful massage yeah. on Monday. Whenever I get massages, guys are not like nice massages. They, I get, tore up there for a purpose yeah it really really hurts but that was huge and then i went and swam on monday yeah i think the combination between the swimming and the uh, massage yeah really helped you out it did and then tuesday i went and saw my physical therapist uh jake with direct performance who has also been a guest on this podcast before and um he dry needled my calf he looked at my ankle um and then i and then i went bouldering (laughs) yeah yeah. Then we did My some mom bouldering. was like, please tell me this wasn't happening today. And I was like, uh, yeah, we just bouldered for like a little bit. Yeah. So. Which is a testament to like just the human body. Yeah. 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 So, um, that, I mean, that was it. The next couple things I have coming up, I have the 25 hour row. And then, I don't know, I have nothing else beyond March. Maybe a tactical games? Oh, yeah, tactical games. Um, been training with my weapon system, so that's been awesome. And then, yeah, I need to look at the, like, what's next for the tactical games, get back in, into that. Yeah. My gunslinging, sandbag throwing. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah. That's yeah. fun. Um, it is. It's That's a good time. Yeah, so I... I I think what I, what I want to leave you guys with today is that don't underestimate the power of the mind because it's, it's so incredible. We talk about like the mental training and my, like physically, and I hate to say this, but physically I was not, I don't think I was right. I didn't think that I was ready for this run. Maybe it was just because I was psyching myself out knowing that it was on a treadmill, but Um, I had done some runs, but man, it was like work has been, had been crazy leading up to that. Kids were sick leading up to that. We had family stuff going on leading up to it. And literally I was trying to pull out any excuse I could as to like why I couldn't or shouldn't. 
And um, I just, I had to change my mindset. And the moment I changed my mindset and I was like, look, Ashley, you're gonna do this. I was like, this is gonna be a competitive time for you. Um, you know, I had to, I had to make it competitive for myself, but more importantly, like what really, really was super impactful for me was all the dedications that everybody sent in. And, um, you talk about like doing a fundraiser for a purpose, like you guys need to find something that you're truly passionate about if you want to do a fundraiser, because trust me, if you're passionate about a, a topic and you're raising money, raising awareness for a, a particular topic or a nonprofit, whenever you get tired like your your mind and your heart will will pull you through without a doubt. Yeah. And that's ultimately like what happened to me. Like I was so proud of my times that I did. Um and I I felt good. I I didn't get any injuries. My left ankle was bothering me just a little bit, um, just from a past injury that I sustained whenever I was over in Haiti running. Um which I think it's just, it's just like an overuse injury cartilage and all that stuff. But, um, I, I really want to encourage you guys that a lot of things may seem like it's impossible, but whenever you have the right motive and you're passionate about something, you'll pull through and you'll, you'll surprise yourself. So don't be afraid. Don't be afraid to go out there and, and tackle the things that scare you the most. Because with the right mindset, right attitude, which is something that I lacked <laughs> going into it, <laughs> I was so mad. I was mad. I wanted to blame the weather on blue. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I had an indoor track lined up for you. I was but... not doing indoor track. Yeah, I, I ran the. I ran around the track whenever I did the forty-hour run for. Yep. Part of the time, maybe for like twenty-four hours of it, and I ended up my IT band was jacked up. And the reason why, this is something that's like, it's so crazy, guys. I We couldn't figure out, it was like my right IT band was like super jacked up and to the point where at the end of the 40 hours, so I started on the track, I went running through the town, and then I ended on the track. And the reason why my IT band was jacked up was because I was going around in the same circle the entire time. And you don't think about that, but like, Always doing a right-hand turn. Always doing a right-hand turn. I should have alternated. I should have done 10 on, 10 right, 10 left. I don't know, two right, two left. But, yeah, if you guys are going to do any sort of running <laughs> around a track for a substantial amount of time, like, you got to go left, you got to go right. Don't go this exact same direction. Yeah. Again, I, I, didn't, I didn't know. We, we, didn't, I, we didn't even figure it out until, like, the very end. No, I figured it out, like, once we got back to the track, I was just like watching you run and I was just like, I was probably oh, leaning light bulb. She's leaning to the right when she turns right. It's like, you need to run the other way. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, I, it, I think it was point, too late, but yeah. it was, it was just like, I was like, oh my gosh, you're right. Yeah. It was so crazy. It was so crazy. That but was nuts. I just want to say thank you guys so much for just supporting, um, supporting the run and believing in the things that I believe in. I know that, uh, domestic violence, it, it hits way too close to home for many of us. And, um, if you are not a victim of domestic violence, you know, I know that somebody, you know, has been a victim of domestic violence and most importantly has, has overcame domestic violence or is still overcoming it and breaking the chain 
breaking the chain of of how bad domestic violence is for you know your family and for yourself. So uh, everybody who called or who wrote in and did dedications, like it was very powerful. It was very powerful. And I know though, and I knew during my run that the ones who probably needed the dedication the most were too afraid to speak up. Cause a lot of it is like fear, like living in, in fear of like, you know, someone being out there, that person being out there, whoever, whoever that person was and being afraid to, to speak yeah. up and to speak out about it. Um, so a lot of the time, you know, whenever I was running, it was like I I was thinking about the the suppressed voices. Yeah. So. And not only that, but like the dedications that we did read. Wow. Yeah. Like there are some really messed up ones. Horrifying yeah. like situations people live in. Mm-hmm. And somebody that literally could be living right across the street from you. Yeah. It's pretty scary. Yeah. It it was very powerful to hear people be able to get out of situations like that so and at the end everybody ran a 5k uh the ashley the virtual yeah part of it which is really cool yeah we need to do a better job of like bringing everybody together you seen tony robbins when he does his like big old zoom call thing he's got like a million tvs and everybody's faces are all plastered over it we gotta come up like santa claus yeah what's that movie um it starts with a c which Chronic, um, Christmas, Chron- Critic- yeah, Christmas Chronicles. Yeah, where they where got the they, screens all. It's yeah, like every, yeah, 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 It's like a yeah. hundred TVs. Exactly. And then, that's yeah. what we got. That'd gotta, be so cool. That'd be so funny. I mean, like, do I like doing the like glow that. runs. Um, yeah, the actually when our glow run originally got its name, whenever I first did my long run over in Haiti. And we called it the Ashley Horner Glow Run. Um, well, I think it was actually prior to that. You had one here in Virginia Beach. I did. Yeah. So we did it. We ran it and at we night. Actually, and, and everybody ran it at night. Yeah, and down the beach. Had, everybody had, had glow, glow sticks. Yeah. yeah. That was the OG first one. Yep. That was pretty cool. Yeah. All right, guys. That is all I have today. Do you have anything else that you want to say? No. Nope. So thank you guys so much for listening and um, most importantly, like supporting uh, the podcast, it would mean a lot to me. Uh, if, if you got anything from this podcast or any of your favorite podcasts that you've listened to, uh, from the reborn podcast that you just, uh, share it on your social media, tag me, tag the reborn podcast, um, DM it to your friends, tell them to, to listen up and to listen to the podcast and just thank you guys so much for the continued love and support. And we appreciate you guys. And that is all we have for today. We will catch you guys next week. Bye. Later.